Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. I can't believe how fast it all goes. I know, right. and it Jim happens Hedger. every year. <laughs> Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're joined by Dave Davies, who's in Vancouver at an Unbounce conference. Uh, Dave from uh, 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 Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we are joined by David Harry. Uh, he's going to be coming on in a few minutes. Um, it's going to be a really fun show. It is. It is. Chatting with Dave is, uh, is always, always awesome. Uh, so looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to it since uh, since you first mentioned it. Um, and he's been like, you know, super heavy on like, well, at least th- that I've noticed showing up in my feed on, on Facebook with some smart stuff. So looking forward to, to having a chat with him. But we got some news to cover first. So I guess before we can get to the exciting part, we have to cover the excitement was this week in search. Well, I don't know if I'd call it excitement as much as I'd call it, you know, stuff. Um <laughs> I don't, okay, tomorrow is Google's 21st birthday. It seems like it's been around forever, and I guess for you know, some <laughs> part of our listening audience, it has been around forever. It's only been 21 years, <laughs> like just just two decades. Um, so yeah, uh, happy birthday to Google. Um, so you might have heard about uh, another core update. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about this in the second segment, the third segment, when, when, when uh, David Harry's on. But what do you think? Uh, have you noticed any mo- – have you been in analytics, noticed any movement, seen anything jumping around? Yeah, I, I have. Um, I have, you know, sort of compared notes with a few people um, and, and who, who also have noticed stuff. And for our regular listeners, you'll know that, like, for the last few core updates, and Jim, you'll know, I've been going, I don't know. And it's been pretty yeah. flat, which is is what I generally hope for. Um, you know, I, I'm well, okay. Like everybody's sort of fingers crossed. I hope I get a huge spike because who doesn't want that? But really, when there's a core update, I'm like, I hope nothing changes. <laughs> I hope everything just kind of stays the same. This one that didn't happen. Uh, but we had some really really interesting byproducts that's matching up with with some of what other people were seeing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll chat about it a lot with, uh, with David Harry. So I'm not going to get too far into it, but I will say, I think it has a lot to do with a reinterpretation of the signals around what content will meet the intent of the user, not maybe the analytics around how they might measure user intents or, or think about it necessarily, but how they're connecting that to what's on the end point. Um, but you know what, I, we could, we could go through the whole first segment and then we wouldn't have anything to, to chat about with David. And I know he's going to have a lot to say on this subject as much as, as the rest of us. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll save that one, I think for rather than, uh, rather than covering all that ground right now and, and talk about, I don't know what, uh, I mean, this has just been a, it's, it's okay. been a, a great week. Okay. Aside from core update, <laughs> there's, uh, I mean, when a core update happens, that, that kind of takes all the air out of the room. Um, even though it just happened, there's like days to go before I think we can credibly say 
it's this, that, or, you know, some, some other combination of factors, but we can speculate. Mm -hmm. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So other stuff is just seems like run of the mill, run of the mill, like you should know this and Google's telling you this. So we're going to tell you because, you know, we kind of amplify Google. So they should pay us for this. Don't you think? Okay. So <laughs> if uh, somebody, if somebody comes and rips off your image, like, 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 like they take your image right off your website and they, they, they embed it in their website and they like hot link it back to your URL. So they're like, you know, bed with Stephanie and stuff. Yep. Google doesn't even, Google doesn't consider that a link. So, there was obviously somebody was concerned enough to uh, to, to write John Mueller and say, "Hey, am I going to am, am I am I running some weird risk by having other people steal my images? Um, does that count as a link to them?" He says, "No." So, if you really, if somebody has told you they got to no follow all of your images because um, they're being passed around like joints on the web, you, you don't got to do that, and you don't got to pay them to do that. Uh, but it did give us the joy of hearing that analogy. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, welcome. Anytime, anytime. Um, okay. So more from the, oh, my God, this is startlingly obvious, but we're going to tell you anyway. Um, did, did you know that you can't actually email Google for SEO support? <laughs> now, here's the funny thing. We actually have a guy on the radio coming up in a few minutes who actually can email people at Google for SEO support, but... That's more of a quid pro quo. Uh, uh, and I, I don't know if it's like direct support or anything, but this, we actually have a guy who, who, who does do this. But according to John Mueller, most of us can't. I know I can't. I've, 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 I've never actually, uh, you know, have you have you ever been able to clear a log jam by emailing uh, somebody at Google? I, I have. Um, and, and just sort of like plow through. But, and, and it's a, it's a point that was made. I can't remember off, off, off hand. And I, I don't want to say who I think it was just in, in case I'm wrong. Um, but there was somebody who jumped in, uh, made the point of going, I think what they're getting at is in general, there are some sort of mechanisms, you know, sort of around it. It's not a global truth. Um, but for the most part, this is true. And, and I think that's more the case where what the real statement is, is you, you need to, you need to exhaust everything else first, but there are some email or, you know, I, I'm liking even like Twitter and stuff email, right? Like there are some direct points of contact you can make to, to break through log jams. Um, I, I, you know, Dave will, you know, I'm sure be, be chatting about some of this as well, but yeah, there are ways you can, I've used email. I've used, um, you know, Twitter um, to, to communicate directly with specific things, but I liken it a lot to, you remember when, when um, you know, we were getting the, the massive, you know, link issues and every SEO on the planet was getting like, I've got a link penalty and you got to deal with it. I liken it a lot to that. Like you're not going to get through to Google until you have proven I have spent hours upon hours upon hours and exhausted every other means here to deal with this, right? Like I've contacted all these people, you know, that, that the site tried to buy links from, right? Like I've done all this, this, now I can communicate with you. And I, I'm likening that in, in this analogy to like, this is where I actually try and, you know, submit the re uh, consideration request. Almost said re-inclusion because I'm going back one step further earlier than that. But, um, you know, where it's sort of, if you've done everything else, 
And you are right. And you got to make sure that not I think I'm right because I've had clients like, no, I need to just explain how important this is to us. I'm like, no, you don't. They don't care. Because <laughs> whatever <laughs> site you're about to knock out, it's as important to them too, right? Like they don't care. You need to be right. Uh, not just like passionate and, and not just like suffering. You need to be right and you need to have really, done everything really, else. I really, really want to jump in here and caution our listeners that you kind of can't email Google and get a SEO response from them for the most part. I mean, if you've established a relationship with somebody, you've been to a billion and one conferences, you sat and talked with somebody, they might provide you an answer. Um, yeah. Or they, you know might, they might be a conduit to getting to the quality assurance team. But Google's not going to, you know, move stuff for you. No. And that's a really, really valid point. And I have um, you done my sort of, you know, I can, I'll call it a phone a friend, right? But like, where you, you, you've developed relationships and you get twice. And I mean, you know, I, I've been doing this for 15 years, two times I've called on that. Um, and it's that sort of, I think, restraint that also makes it a playable. Like I've got clients like, I'm panicking, it's hard. Yeah, okay, but you're still wrong, right? Like, no, we need to like have cleaned everything else. I already know what the answer is. So I'm not wasting one of my phone of friends on this, right? <laughs> Sorry, you're hearing some some. Uh, stuff in the background. I, I apologize for that. That's one of the curses of being at a uh, at a conference. Indeed. Okay. Now we have to we have to be really careful how we phrase stuff about Google because, as everybody knows, um, Google has purchased a fleet of retired B fifty two Strato bombers. And um, <laughs> if you say the wrong thing, it's, it's coming out of your whole neighborhood, right? So we've got to be ultra careful. You, you do need to be careful. And I think I'm assuming, and, and, and I think we're right, that the, the people that are listening right now and, and taking this advice understand what's what's being said here. That yes, you can't just fire out, and I'm not giving you what email might work, right? Like these are these are built on relationships, um, and they're built on, on a semblance of trust, um, you know, and they're built on a knowledge of going, I have, and I'm sure David will we'll talk about that. It's not like he's just emailing for, you know, Hey, can you tell me what's wrong? No, it's I've done everything right. I know everything's right. Something's wrong on your side, right? Like something's not connecting there. Um, so, and I, you know, I, I've called those in and, and they are helpful, but yeah. And there's no specific email. There's no like SEO problems at google.com, right? Like it, it doesn't exist. And there's a reason the support forums and, and channels are, are the place to start <laughs> public. And often, even there though, often you can get Google people answering your questions but you're going through the right channels. That's how to start. And that's probably where it's going to begin and end if you actually just follow the advice. As I say, I've had to actually go direct two times in 15 years, right? Like, and those have been very, very off-channel ones where there were actually problems on Google's end that I knew because we'd done everything right and, and that there was actually just a hiccup technically going on on their end and an interpretation of signals. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what it boils down to. And 99 times out of 100, even if you think it must be on Google's end, it's not. You just haven't looked right, right? Like, call up Alan Blywhite, get an audit done, right? Because, um, because you're just not looking at the right things. And chances are, if you think Google's wrong, you're just sending the wrong technical signals in. Okay. Speaking of that metaphoric um, fleet of stratobombers that, uh, that Google's purchased and they will wipe your neighborhood off the face of the map if you don't play ball. You remember how the EU said um, if you're going to be like uh, putting up uh, copyrighted content, you better be pulling out your wallet, Google? Mm-hmm. 
So Google's uh, Google, Google's responded uh, uh, to the to the to the French government at any rate, and Google said, "Yeah, we're not going to pay you for copyrighted content. Uh, we're just not going to rank as much of that content." <laughs> so, which I sort of see as the equivalent of one of those metaphoric strato strato bombers coming and wiping out entire entire neighborhoods of like French media. Yeah, it's it's one of. The- you I love that analogy. Know. I'm going to use that forever. It is great. Uh, and I, I never, I can never know where I actually land on this sort of back and forth that keeps going on. But I do know that I genuinely enjoy watching the debate. I especially enjoyed it when it was the publishers, right? Like with the, the like, you can't take our stuff to show news and going, fine, we're going to show URLs. <laughs> <laughs> now watch what happens. Um, you know, so I like I, I, I do enjoy watching this sort of back and forth. I'm not sure how I land on who should be right. And the truth is going to lie somewhere in between because Google supporting their own interests as any corporation does and should. Um, yeah. And then the EU is creating rules. They think to protect the citizens, but where those rules are often being made by people who don't actually understand fully what's going on. Right? Like they're not technically literate i wouldn't you know i consider myself a fairly technically literate person especially in search but i would have to up my game to be qualified to make the kind of decisions that i think a bunch of bureaucrats with very little technical know-how are are making when they're when they're creating legislation so i i think it's you know that's where a big part of the problem comes in the reason I think stories like this are, are relevant, especially to like even a North American audience, is I see so many publishers putting content behind paywalls. And, and we're going back to an era of paywalls. Everyone's got a paywall. Washington Post, New York Times, Global Mail in Canada. I'm surprised that the, uh, the Guardian or the uh, Times of London don't have paywalls. I just remember, in fact, I think, I think the Times of London does have a paywall now. Um, and so much good content is being cut off from uh, from readers, and 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 and, and frequently uh, being not not making it into search. And uh, yeah, I just think there's a whole bunch of the information ecosystem that isn't being uh, recorded or um, being made available to a wide audience. And if there's any time we want people to be able to read a wide variety of sources, you know regardless of, of, of partisanship. This is a good time for people to have access to as much media as possible. Hey, speaking of access to media, we got some commercials for y'all to listen to. We know how much fun that is. But the cool thing about these commercials is once they're done, we're coming back with David Harry, um, who, you know, the, 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 the head professor, chief proprietor of the SEO Dojo. But before we do that, friends, you are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 26th of September 2019. This is Jim Andrew Digital News Media. Dave James from BSOC Internet Marketing. Stick around. We're back with David Harry after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Thank you. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutwilitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. It's the 26th of September 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And we are joined by the one and only, the gypsy, David Harry, uh, head professor, chief proprietor of the SEO Dojo. David, dude, welcome back to Webcology, man. I know, brother. Been a while, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a couple of years, but it's always good to hear from you. Well, yeah, you know, my wife reminded me this morning, I haven't been on something, you know, other than my own stuff in a while. She's like, Dave, remember, you can't swear. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) No, we have a, we have a sacred place in iTunes. I I know, I know. Lock us off our perch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but but you know what? If you were going to swear, you got a lot of stuff to swear about right now. Um, Google has, we were talking yesterday and we had a really fun conversation and, uh, you said something that was so um, provocative and shocking, um, David. I, I I'm amazed I know, that that happened. Cool. It was so cool to hear that. But, <laughs> so I'm going to paraphrase, but but could you please, like, you know, expand on this? You said that Google had broken its own best metric. Google broke the link. Well, what did you mean by that? Okay, so you know what I mean. Like those who know me, I'm, I you know read a lot of patents, papers. So I kind of I study information retrieval more than you know I do you know the latest post from Moz or something. So back when the nofollow even started, way back in the day, you know didn't think much of it. But then everyone started almost blanket no following things, right? And so you know better safe than sorry was kind of the rule of the day, especially with your big news outlets and places like that. So. You know, the next thing you know, like, there's just no follows everywhere. But given that PageRank is still probably the top metric they're using out of the many metrics they use, that means that essentially when that happened, they started to break their own link craft. Because now, if you're not following these links, if you're not paying attention to them, you, you are now just essentially by pushing everyone towards no follows, you don't have a true link graph anymore because a bunch of people have just bastardized it by just, and then you got people who are trying to pay drink, sculpt and other things with it. So, you know, they took their core metric and at first it was for, you know, spam or for, 
you know, paid links and stuff like that was the original story with it. But they essentially by the, you know, five years after that, had broken their own link graph. And so I always wondered, like, are they somehow maybe counting some of these? We don't know about it. And, you know, so when the statement comes out that, okay, we're, you know, obviously, well, before that, we had the thing where they said that the UTC no follow and they said next we're going to get a bunch of different types of no follows. Then the statement comes out that, you know, not necessarily are we even paying attention to it at all. I'm like, well, see, yeah, I thought that was bound to happen. Uh, you know, what? a couple of weeks ago, I, I put out one of those must read alerts to like to, to my social media following SEOs. You got to read this. And it was, yeah, it was the, 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 the new protocols for the new no follows. Right. And Google comes out yeah, like yesterday and yeah, well, maybe we're looking at it. Maybe we're not looking at it. It really depends. We'll decide. What do they mean by that? Well, and again, you got to wonder, what is their motivation to tell us now? You know what I mean? Like, why all of a sudden are they coming out and saying that? Like, you know, it's one thing that internally that, okay, let's reassess this. and Maybe we shouldn't be barefaced, you know, not, you know, no, not counting any kind of no follow. But why are they even coming out and saying it got me thinking, too? It's like, okay, wait a minute here. Why? What, what is the motivation here? What are they trying to get to? So, yeah, I, I don't even know what the hell is going on with the statement itself. But it's just had to have been a clusterfuck. I'm sorry, cluster mess somewhere down the road that <laughs> that 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 yeah. they realized that yeah, we, we we've kind of broken the crap here and we can't continue to go on business as usual. Well, okay, in the long run, like I, I, at the beginning, when 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 people were applying were applying no follow, even even when people were applying no follow and didn't quite understand how to use it. What's the implications of massive misuse of, of, of really just removing that signal from uh, from your website and from Google's perceptions? Well, that's exactly it, though, is that now if, if their algorithms are barefaced uh, obeying the nofollow directive, then essentially, you know what I mean? You just removed like what? Like how many news sites? New York Times and all those guys, they don't have followed links. None of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and any of these authority sites that you they would normally trust a link from to another site you're no longer getting that into your link graph and and if you think of this the other way around you might actually be left with more spammers because they're not if you've got a pbn let's say you're gonna have all followed links to your other pbns to build out that link graph then send it to your money page so theoretically <laughs> you could end up with the actual authority sites all know following their links because they're scared. And you get left with a bunch of spammers, which is all that's in your link graph now, <laughs> you know what I mean, to a large extent. <laughs> so it just becomes a bit of a mess, right? Okay, so let's, let's put a broken and messy link graph over to the side for a half second. And keep, let's remember it's there. I don't, I don't want to forget about this. But Google's been through, what, like four five core updates in the last like nine months alone and maybe another six or seven on top of that going back another 18 months is there any connection um no the, the only thing that is, is is again this is just you know maybe getting out in front of stuff you know like because I, I was saying in an article i wrote the other day that you know, once upon a time we guess at it right you know your floridas and this and that and google would have no comment if it was it wouldn't confirm or not confirm and then you know after time i guess a couple years back google started confirming when something would happen because we'd all notice and now they're getting up ahead of it and saying it's coming in a couple of days so you know i don't know if there's any kind of pattern that it's it's changed any you know what i mean it's just we're more aware of it um 
So, yeah, yeah I, I don't read much into it as far as, you know, calling it a core update because, again, we've had lots of these, you know, like going back to Florida's Jaggers and all that kind of stuff. So we've had lots of them, and it's just never been uh, – we're not as aware of it. Like, we didn't call them core updates, and, you know what I mean? And we had all these temperature things, laws, and people have these, you know, here's the temperature. Something went up. So I, I don't think there's any change, like – if anything, you, you could say that, you know, that obviously Google keeps getting more complex and there's more layers to the onion. So there's more things that need to be tweaked and added. You can, you know, look at Google Discover, you know, that was something they mentioned. Uh, the August, uh, the webmaster, Google Webmaster uh, post about the uh, beginning of August, I think it was, which was around, I think, the August 4th uh, core update. They actually specifically mentioned in there, amongst other things about content, they mentioned Google Discover. But if you think about this, then, is what got me thinking, is, is too many times people are running around like the medic update. It's all about health, or it's all about this, it's all about that. And people <laughs> well, try to really bullet, right? Well, they, yeah, it, it could be over analysis. Because if I, I put in a post yesterday, I wrote, all the different things they've actually mentioned on the Google blog since, like, January which um, included, let's see, uh, you know, you had page speed, you had rich snippet changes, no follow changes, you got indexation changes and issues, Google AMP and image changes, consolidating duplicate URLs, mobile first, FAQ and news uh, structured data, schema changes and updates, uh, uh, web spam information, Google Discover, Google News, and, and how dates are determined. So you got to think sometimes that, like, it's kind of, it might right be right or right in front of us, meaning they're talking about things they're changing all the time. And so when a core update happens, they could be talking four or five or six of these different elements, and that's all that's going on. It's not about chasing medical sites or anything like that that we try to pin the tail on the donkey with. It literally could be changing thresholds on stuff, or it could be an update to rank range. It could be multiple things, you know? And I think we just chase our tail too much. Be blogs and stuff. The answers might be there in front of us, you know? Now, what do you think? This is this is part that, that's bothering me, and, and, and it just inherently bothers me, and I, I wanted to get your take on it. Now, you, you used the word earlier, and you called it a directive, which it is. Now, a directive means something, right? Like... So we're, we're going into a more philosophical rather than, than what does it mean. But here we have a directive. I have said no follow. It has a, a specific de definition of what it's supposed to do. And now Google's coming back and saying, we sometimes do that. Right? Like, as, as a webmaster and an SEO, how do you interpret that? Like, how much latitude can Google take when website owners are saying, this is how I want you to treat my content? Right. And, and it's my content and I'm treating it in a specific way using the, the tools and techniques that have been given specifically for set purposes. Like I, I'm doing what this thing is supposed to do and you support it. What, what's your interpretation of them just going, nah, kind of. Yeah, that's it. We might be or might not be. So again, I think it all goes back to the fact they probably broke their own link graph at some point. But the statement they're making and the changes they've made a few weeks ago as far as next March with this this other um, types of nofollow, again, I think they're trying to lead us in directions. And But think about it. Was anybody really implementing the nofollow because of linking to something they didn't trust or because they had a sponsored link or something? Was anyone really using it for that or did it just become a fail-safe <laughs> and everyone just threw it on there just in case, you know? 
I got 15, 20 writers putting stuff out every day. I don't want to take a chance. I don't want to sit around checking everything. And no follows on it. So I, I really don't know the motivation now. I guess it's kind of going back to the beginning and trying to get us to implement new things to help fix the problem they created. You know, because because saying saying that we might not use that directive, we might use that directive. That doesn't really tell anyone anything. I don't know how that's okay so now now a fun question now the the no follow was brought in so i don't know I'll, I'll list one that we've we've all seen in lists that we were emailed of would you like to buy a link on huffington post we've all seen it i know you both have and I, i'm sure everybody mm-hmm. in our audience has, has heard that at some point so then no follow came in then lots of sites went okay we're just no following everything exactly as you're saying they basically broke their own link graph because they went Okay, we've got like one out of these 20 authors might be paid off. I don't know which of the one it is or which one it is. So, well, there we go. I have to break the other 19 because that one is is there. Now, if they're going maybe, will will those those the spammers who are selling links will they now is it sort of re-enabled them right? Like with, with with all the publishers going, all right, we're just no following everything now, which lots of them did. Well, now if Google's going, maybe are are they almost recreating this problem? Will there be, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't think black it's hats fix, going. Yeah, I don't think it'll fix anything because when you no. say maybe, again, these large publishers can't afford maybe, so they're going to err on the side of caution and keep it all no followed. I again, I don't think that's really going to fix the problem. And you got to remember, like when all this kind of started, was you know, it was the wild, wild west before twenty ten. And so when all this started, we had Penguin, we had the manual actions come into play. And, and so people were getting literally blasted out of the water because of crappy links. You know, then the disavow came along, right? And and so I don't know how saying maybe we'll be trusting them, maybe we won't, was going to change any of it. I, I think it's going to be business as usual. Same, same with the other stuff, like the UGC and those other types of new follows they brought out a couple of weeks ago that are going to be in I've talked to enough people in groups and most of the SEOs I know are like, whatever, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's like, you know, whatever. So, you know, is any of this going to change it? Like, I, I think this is why they're trying to do it is because they've kind of broken this link graph, which is their, you know, core app, boring mechanism. Is any of this going to fix that? I don't think so. <laughs> like, I don't, like, you see, like the New York Times or someone going with a statement like maybe and going, all right, follow all the links. <laughs> like, no, I, I just don't think that's going to change it. Well, I mean, like, SEOs are going to start using like the, the the new directives if they find that they can get some advantage out of, out of it, or if someone just claims they can get some advantage out of it. Um, and I, I no, I kind of, I I almost kind of see it like um, overuse of schema. You you want to be as definitive and clear as possible, eh? Especially when um, you can't just throw links at the problem or trust it. Or trust that that, that, that that's going to have a massive reaction. Yeah, but you also, you also have a generation of SEOs. We've been at this twenty years, but you've got people that I, you know what I mean. I like the groups I manage. We have questions like, how long you've been doing this? I mean, you know, I get everything from a year up to five years. Well, those are all people that started in this business after that. So they were trained with this kind of paranoia in their heads. They've been trained as as with this as a reality. So how do you untrain that? How do you take a bunch of SEOs that are advising the publications and the clients and some of these younger ones or newer ones. And how do you untrain them is the problem because you, you bashed into their heads about disavow files, about manual actions, about 
for women. You know, how do you untrain this now? Google's beating it at everyone's heads, and now they're trying to turn around and go the other way, but not even definitively saying maybe. <laughs> how do you untrain that? Well, with that, a gener- that, that that's a hard question, though. I mean, like, like you, you, do you remember getting all of your clients to uh, to start working in Google Plus, and they had to get authorship, and this was all critically yeah. important. If you oh, don't yeah. do it, lightning yeah. bolt you and stuff. Um, yeah. you know, so we had to do that. We've uh, we've we've now all gone um, uh, HTTPS. We've all secured our sites down. We're 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 speeding them up. We're thinking about the mobile universe, and and and. SEOs kind of have to follow the directives given by Google, whether they're going to be long-term or not. Like, think about people that used to use, you know, nofollow to try and sculpt PageRank on their site and stuff like that. Like, it it literally grew into its own sort of area within the, you know, the taxonomy of what we do. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's literally part of the the jargon. It's part of our world and how we think. And people would use it for sculpting or, you know, PageRank hoarding. Another one, right? Just... Hey, let's keep all the pay drink on our site. But the problem is that <laughs> nobody's you got no equity coming in that you can sculpt. And again, they've just created the black hole that I think they're not sure how to get out of. I don't know. Well, and, and you know, it's kind of like the road to hell. You know, we have a good way. We're going to patch the problem we created. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a really good idea on paper, but in application, it has implications. This is the problem with it. With with, with well, is, but a it's machine the thing, that has a, a billion it's got, inputs. Got, but here's the thing: it needs an implication. So Google, yeah. is, instead of saying maybe, if Google comes out and says, "Listen, if you no follow every link on your site, you're hurting it because you're not showing authority going out and this and that. You're not, you know, you don't trust it. You know, Google would actually have to say that it's so important that you follow." good links that you follow links to authoritative sites and no follow ones to bad sites or something like because again there's nothing in it for anyone now at this point there's still nothing in it there's no reason for the new york times or anybody else to turn around and start following their links because google hasn't given them a definitive statement by saying maybe and there's nothing in it for them again it's all it's all risk no benefit it's all risk you know what I mean? You one of your authors starts linking out, or maybe selling links in the side that works at your media site, or something like that. When people on your blog or whatever, there's just all risk and no benefit to making that change. So I, in my experience over the years with SEOs, that's how they work. It's like if there's no benefit and nothing but risk, I don't see them changing much. I don't. Well, well, speaking of no benefit, and in this case, very low risk. Um, this is weirded me out for the last I don't know, almost probably two years now. When Penguin concluded. Uh, uh, 2017, Google uh, comes out and says, we're done. This is a great algorithm. We, can, we, 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 we understand links backwards and forwards now. It's so much, in fact, you don't got to worry about dodgy links anymore because we're just going to filter them out. We won't even count them. Why? Um, what does that mean to uh, 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 all those people that have you know, insist on using nofollow. If Google's not going to worry about dodgy links, what's the point to nofollow in the first place? Yeah, well, again, like, you just can't take that risk. Because, you know, Penguin got baked well, you in. shouldn't. Man. Penguin got baked in. It's not like it went away anywhere. And you know what I mean? If you're, you know, I still have people come me on the forensic side and I'll see some crappy link profiles. I still see a fair amount of people trying negative SEO and I've seen some successful ones. You know, like even back when Matt, before you were talking earlier about, you know, talking to Google, I'm kind of with Dave. Like, you know, I'd talk to Matt Cuts a couple times a week, but we would talk about IR stuff or patents or whatever, right? And I like Dave, maybe 
the 10 years I knew the guy, maybe three or four times I really ever went to him about anything, you know, that I saw or clients or anything like that. But, you know, there was one time a guy got, you know, he was pretty big sighted gaming world and they got hit with like 250,000 <laughs> crappy links in a negative SEO attempt. And it was doing a fairly good, good job. I mean, and so that was like I was saying in the chat is, yeah, I mean, those situations can still exist. There is still risk. You know, you, you, there they are better i would agree that they're a lot better as far as discounting what's a crap link what's not but i still you know i still try to keep an eye on stuff in a link profile i'll still update a disavow file when needed um so again there, there's still a risk in that you know what i mean and I, so I, again there's no benefit why is anyone going to change why is the new york times or someone going to start following other links what's in it for me is going to be the question you know, is there a risk in doing this? Well, there might be because we could end up linking to some crap. Is there a benefit for me? No, not really. So when they talk to the, <laughs> when you're talking to the MD, the marketing director, and you're the head of SEO, and you have that conversation, well, I don't see the no follow going away on that site because again, there's some risk and no benefit. So, you know, Google has to say something like, "You'll get, you'll build authority." You know, your authority score or your trust score will go up in Google if you're linking out with followed links to highly reputable sites. That would make people change. Then they'd go, oh, okay, there's a reason. There's a benefit of me following a link to a highly authoritative or trusted site. I mean, there, there has to be something said that makes them want to make that change. Because that's, you know, why did we put no follows on in the first place? Because Google told us that we'd get in shit, if, sorry, in trouble if we didn't. So that was the motivation to make that change. So unless there's a motivation to undo that change, I don't see a lot of people adopting it. So. Indeed. Uh, I know Dave Davies wants to jump in, but he had to mute his microphone because of the speaker in the background. Yeah, it's pretty loud over there. Yeah. One of the things I find, sorry, everybody can hear me okay? Yep, you're right. You're okay. Back. One of the things I find sort of most funny about all that, I, I think you've called it, Dave, on the, on the, on the sort of the, the risk versus reward isn't there. One of the things I'd find funny, because I'm, I'm putting on my Dave 2001 sort of black or certainly gray hat affiliate marketer, if Google's saying, yeah, when you link out to good authoritative sites, that will be an SEO signal. I, I, I look forward to all those spammers out there just, oh, well, I need to link. Like, we would just see the link graph just go ballistic after that, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but one of the questions I had, you talked about link hoarding. And, and you know, well, why would you do that? You well, know, page, rank, to, page rank hoarding. That's what you or, know. or page rank hoarding, sorry, yeah. That was part of the theory with the no followers. I got a bunch of good links coming in and I no follow everything going out. I keep all my pages. Then you keep it all. <laughs> Do you think, and this is just sort of an, an opinion, and I know you read a lot of patents and white papers, so you might have seen it in there. I've never seen an answer to this. Um, Do you think Google actually, or, or Bing for that matter, bleeds out based on external links, or do they tend to treat, for the most part, internal and external links as two separate entities. They're you know, part of two separate calculations, one related to site health, one related to uh, you know, sort of the, the, the link network as a whole. If I have 10 links and you know, 10 page rank, does each yeah, one get yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with any of the concept because I don't think you're bleeding anything out. You know I mean, right. I, I think your equity that's coming in is passed around the site, but what goes out based upon the equity of that page or that site or whatever is just a separate metric that's going out. I don't really think you're bleeding it, but I was just bringing that up because I know I've heard conversations like that in the past around this no-follow stuff that people thought, hey, I'm keeping on my Patreon. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a thing. No, I agree with you there for sure. Yeah, one of the cool things about the internet is it, is it's actually a kind of an infinite universe. The idea that there are finite integers attached to everything, I don't. It doesn't necessarily work that way. One thing that does work the same way every time is we got to take a break here on Webcology. So, friends, stick around. We got more David Harry coming up. But on behalf of Dave Davis from Beatsucking and Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Ninja Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Recorded live to podcasts on the twenty sixth September, twenty nineteen. Stick around. We got more coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back for this short break. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.FM and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.FM. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to Rockstar level only on WebmasterRadio.FM. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 26th of September, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital East Media, Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, and we're joined by Dave Harry from the SEO Dojo. And uh, hey, 
before we jump back into uh, into the conversation we were having about links and Google and all that sort of stuff, you guys want to know what I've been playing with this entire show? In the, you know, while, while we're talking. Oh, I don't know. Is this SF? Is this not safe for work? Or no, it's completely safe for oh, work. Oh, but we're not. We're not allowed to give away the URL yet. Um, <laughs> Sir Dixon Jones. Oh, you're, you're, um, you're talking about Dixon's little toy. Yeah, Inlinks. I play with yeah. Dixon Jones' newest uh, newest thing. It is a, a huge amount of fun. I got so so I got this client. They uh they 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 um distribute baseball and softball equipment. Um. Uh, well-known brand name, uh, 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 and I thought the content was tight. I really thought the content was tight, and I'm looking at uh, at, at Dixon's uh, Dixon's tools impression of it, and um, yeah, I could have done better. Clearly, I, I can't. We might have next week. We're trying to work this out, uh, working with his travel schedule. We might have Sir Dixon Jones joining us. To uh, publicly for the first time talk about uh, his new invention, yeah. tool in links. That'll be cool, eh? That will be cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been also, talking with him when the, I've been talking with him the dojo group about what we're doing. This. He's got, I'm, I'm, what? Hold it! Hold it! Hold it! You're gonna scoop us on this? No, no, I'm just gonna tell on you. I'm like, just tell Dixon you talked about it. That's. Oh no, no, no! It's okay. I got permission to talk about it. I'm just not allowed to give away the URL. No, I can totally yeah. talk about it. Just, just can't yeah. tell nobody about it. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a media site with you know a couple hundred thousand pages. I'm gonna stuff into it later today. You know what it does with it? Yep. It's you're gonna have a lot of fun. You're gonna learn a lot about the language on the site. Um, and uh, Google's impressions of the language. It's really cool. I can't wait till we can actually really dig in and talk about it and get you know get the audience. Uh, uh, using well, me I too, guess, because I, you know, I, I, I can't wait to talk about it. Right about. Because I'm expecting a free lifetime membership. You know? <laughs> Dixon, hey, buddy, love that tool, buddy. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so um, SEO has been built. We only got a few minutes left, and and I we got it. We got we we've got you in the studio. We've we've only been talking about like the link graph. We got to talk about a bunch of other stuff. But we got you here. Uh, SEO is kind of built on two pillars, right? Like like. Well, Impact and, and the Google's perceptions of uh, of links coming into the page, pointing to a document, and the content that's that's on that document. And it's always seemed like this balancing act between the two, with one side weighted more heavily than the other. At this time, September 2019, uh, where do you reckon that balance act is 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 weighted heavier, links or content? Well, you know, right now it's still gonna. <laughs> You know, again, because you, you've got so many bloody factors now. Like, that's yeah, the funny yeah. one. You know, everyone knows the old SEO is dead routine. And to me, it's just far more complicated and so many more layers than it was 10, 12, 15 years ago. Like, it's just crazy. So, sure, links may not have the higher amount of the, the level of scoring that it used to once upon a time. But comparatively to all the other things that are going on, it's still at the top of the food chain. Which again is probably why they're having issues here is because they're realizing that that food chain might be a bit broken. That's why they're talking about it and trying to implement new, new things. But that being said, like if you're just living on links alone, I, I don't think that's a forward thinking strategy. You know, look, look at stuff like Google Discover. You don't even have much to do with that. You know, you're going you know, to be working your AMP pages and, and getting in, you know, working on that kind of stuff, which then brings in usability, you know what I mean, and content. And you got, and, you know, you know, your money or your life type stuff. And you've got eat expertise, authority, trust kind of stuff. 
there's just so many angles to things now. Sure, you know, Lynx is probably still the top of the food chain. I don't think there's anything else that's as great a signal. I don't think that the core of what, you know, but even PageRank, there's patents on like personalized PageRank. And, you know, even PageRank itself, I've seen so many different evolutions of and patents and papers and stuff that it's not even the same as it used to be once upon a time. Um, in the last, what is it, 21 years, you said? 20 years? 21 years since Google. Yeah, we're, we're getting to that. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to be getting to the point, boys, that there'll be SEOs in this business that haven't been alive as long as Google's been here, <laughs> which is... Uh, you know what? I think we're already there, to be honest. There's a, yeah. there's a portion of our audience who functionally, I mean... Yeah, we're like five Maybe years they were old. five or six years old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. This has always been thus for them. So, yeah, I, I don't like to say, you know, blanket statements like, sure, it's probably the, the, the strongest signal because then people get overly focused. Because, again, like, just because, you you know, apple pie, the, the apples are the most important thing. Well, without the sugar and the crust and everything else, it's not an apple pie. So, you know, you can't just lean on the links because there is just so much going on, and it, which is neat. It's fun. You know what I mean? And you look at local with GMB and stuff like that. Look at schema with reviews and with the other, like, God, I work with a media site that we have like maybe eight or nine different types of schema going on. So there's just so many other things and it, it's all market driven. Like look at your market, look like, you know, the difference between e-commerce and a media site or, or you know, there, there's just so many elements that you got to look at your own market and what's important in that market. You know, because links aren't nearly as important and local as they are in like something more national or international, right? So you know, I, I could say in the local, if you're doing a local, man, I don't think links are going to be your biggest issue. You know what I mean? You're probably looking more at citations. You're more looking more at authority and things like that. So, again, it's, you know, I hate to say it depends. It depends is my favorite answer to everything, but it does. <laughs> uh, so you share that in common with John Mueller then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, I, you ever see the graphic I post around on Facebook? I took I took a, a bag of Depends and I turned it into, like, in Photoshop, turned it into, like, an SEO thing. So. Oh, my God. That, that, that's going to become an Alan Blywhite level up badge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, again, it's it's still up there, but it's situational again. It depends. How's that? Well, and do you think that if, I mean, in my mind, let's say links are number, you know, at, they come in at 20%, whatever, right? Like, I mean, we can make up our numbers. They're not the majority. The content's 80. Well, you know, you're still going to be, to your point, I think, in an environment where, well, that's great, but the Washington Post and the New York Times both have a lot of really great content around any given subject. So what's the difference maker, right? Like, that's still well, again, so so let's let's put links and content together just for the sake of doing it. So now let's consider the difference between, like, a news site and a site that has evergreen so now you got an issue of what's paginated right so that article that's temporal in nature which is a news piece or a blog post is going to eventually be further depth from the home page and so technically speaking home pages in a lot of cases have the most equity aka links and page drink or whatever you want to call it so that takes longer to bleed through, so those pages die off whereas you have an evergreen section that's always maybe one or two clicks from the home page so that migration of equity from the links or whatever it's going to be closer and it's going to give them a greater boost so content without the consideration of the equity or the links coming in if they don't work together then you're, you're not getting anywhere and the same thing the other way around is you've got links but no content and again they're not it's not a balanced act. So you, you're again, you're always got to take all these things into consideration. Look at the architecture of a site, look at the utility of a site and, and they all play in. Right. So. 
Well, absolutely. And I mean, I've found, and I'm, I'm sure you have too, if you're in minor competition, it doesn't really matter because you just do both and, and then there you go. And with the largest competition sites, one-to-one link building becomes irrelevant, right? Like you, you couldn't do it that way. So the only path to it is great content anyway. <laughs> so well, at the end of the day, yeah, because nobody's linking the crap unless you're paying them to, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, the content still drives that. As But again, if you're not building that social following, if you're not getting, you know, that 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 broadcast ability out there, then no one's going to see that content. So again, it all starts to play into each other, right? You know? Okay, we are down to our last couple of minutes. Um, there's uh, a thousand different questions we want to ask, so we got we got to try to mash them together to you know, get as many as we can. Um, easiest way to uh, to to, to uh, download your thoughts is to uh, find your articles where they're published. You've uh, you recently made the dojo a closed group, so uh, new member new members aren't really happening. Um, yeah, well, we have what we call the SEO Dojo Bootcamp. And by the way, Dojo is 10 years old this month. So I'm also rebuilding the site and we're going to make it more of a networking okay. thing and what have you. And so it's going to come back to life and relaunch shortly. But um, it, it, it's a signal to noise issue and, and sort of what we've done. And I don't care if it's popular or not. You know me. Um, <laughs> sure. it, the, the, the main original group is really going to be more of the guys with 10 years experience and up. And the, we have another one called SEO Dojo Bootcamp which is another group where I'm kind of keeping the people less experienced because, you know, one thing I found running communities over the years is, you know, as much as a lot of people like to help, some of the more experienced folks have more in-depth questions and problems and they don't really want to keep seeing a thousand posts a day about something silly like my robots.txt. So, and and that can actually, experience can actually stand in the way of teaching, right? Yeah, well, it, it turns off some of the old timers. They're just like, oh, God, yeah, yeah. I don't wanna, I've heard this question 6,000 times in the last 20 years. I don't want to answer it again. You know, and so, yeah, I'm just sort of segmenting it right now by based on experience and stuff, just to keep dip, two different sort of like a, an intermediate and advanced group sort of thing, right? Okay, so if people are in the SEO dojo, um, and, and a bunch of our listeners are, right? I mean, I'm getting messages from, from, uh, some, from some of your dojoites like in Facebook right now. Um, Jeremy says hi. Um, hey, Jeremy. <laughs> um, so, but for newer newer persons, uh, the SEO Dojo Bootcamp, how do they find it? What, 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 what are they looking for? I don't know. I guess you probably just search it on, on Facebook, wouldn't you? I mean, they are I, supposed to be like search experts, right? Yeah, I, I would hope so. Okay, yeah. friends, we are gone. I'm, I'm getting a message from studio. We're done. Music's going to be, our, our hook music comes any second now. So, David Harry, man, thank you so much for spending this time with us. It's, it's always fun talking to you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, I feel bad. I'm going to have to go talk to Ross and John and make sure I go SEO 101. It'll be mad at me. <laughs> you know, you, 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 I'm sure you just walking doors across the network. To the okay, friends, you have been listening to. Uh, David Harry from the SEO Dojo and SEO Dojo Bootcamp on, uh, you know, on Logology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is the 26th of September. You got a couple days left in uh, in this month. Then you're into the the fourth quarter of the year. Autumn has begun. Christmas rush. So get out there and enjoy them while you still can, eh? On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around WebmasterRadio.fm. We got some great content coming up after the news. Friends, stay safe. We're going to talk to you next week. Be well. <laughs>